This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 199 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I am speaking with Christina Hitchcock, and we are going to talk about how hiring interns can grow your online business. This is a conversation that I think is going to probably surprise many of you because we've talked about hiring certain parts of your business out, but Christina's going to show us how we can hire unpaid interns so that they can actually get the credit. We're going to talk about all the different ways all the things that you need to make sure you have in place. And she is actually giving away a free guide in this episode that you're going to want to make sure that you pop over to the show notes to grab that guide on how to get started with interns. All right, guys, let's dive in. Hi, Christina. How are you? I'm great, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. I am so excited about this conversation. When I first heard about this and what you offer and how you've been using this, I was like, I have to have her not only on the podcast, but she needs to come into my membership site. People need to know about this. So let's get started. Will you introduce yourself and your businesses? Because there's more than one. (laughs) Of course, of course. Well, my name is Christina Hitchcock. I'm a former marketing VP turned blogger turned business coach, I guess you could say. Uh, My first website, It Is A Keeper, is primarily a recipe website with some lifestyle content peppered in. Um, I actually started it in 2010 on a whim. Um, I was watching the movie Julie and Julia. I'm not sure if you've seen that. But it's where she cooks her way through Julia Child's Mastering the Art of French Cooking cookbook and blogs about her experience. So while I was watching the movie, I was organizing my recipe hoard because, well, I'm a recipe hoarder. And uh, I decided I was going to start a blog and cook my way through this pile of recipes, just like Julie did in the movie, and determine whether or not each recipe was a keeper. Hence the name, It Is a Keeper. So I grabbed my laptop and I Googled how to start a blog. And within a few years, I took this little fledgling hobby of mine to the point where I was able to leave my full-time job and focus on my site full-time. So as I was growing my website, I, you know, I was getting bogged down in the to-do list and I was busy working in my business and I really didn't have enough time to work on my business. You know how that goes. Like all of the things on your to-do list, they just seem to multiply. You know, not just creating content, but social shares, client outreach, stat tracking, you know, all the things. And then one day, like I had this major aha moment and I'm like, I could use interns in my business. And honestly, I don't know why I hadn't thought of it before. I mean, after all, I created the intern program at my previous job. So I simply applied the principles that I used in my previous career and began working with interns in my business. And this was such a game changer for me. My productivity went through the roof and I was actually able to start another website. I was able to write a book and I was able to land a a few like pretty sweet clients in the deal because I had the time to now focus on my business among other things. So eventually I led to my third thing where I started coaching other bloggers and showing them how they could work smarter and scale their businesses. 
Yes. Oh my goodness. So amazing. And it is, it comes from that previous experience. I always talk about that with bloggers about how you need to look at what sets you apart from everyone else and what you've done in your kind of previous life, right? Like we all have those past experiences. For me, it's being that former teacher, like it comes out in the way that I talk and the way that I teach things. Whereas for you, knowing how to put interns into your business like that, just brilliant. So yeah. When is the right time to actually hire interns, would you say? I would say it's really a cyclical thing, right? So my recruiting and hiring process actually follows the school semester. So fall, spring, and summer are my three big ones that I work with. There's usually an intercession in there in the winter some schools have, but I mean, that's so short. Um, I don't really consider that a semester. So I go with those three main seasons. And because this is the time when students are looking for internships and when the schools are best suited to help you find interns. So we're currently now um, when this podcast is airing, we're at the tail end of the fall semester. So this is the time of the year when I start to think about the spring semester. And for spring, I usually start recruit my recruiting process in early January. I know it sounds bizarre thinking spring in January when the snow is flying. Well, at least in Pennsylvania, the snow is flying. But that's when the schools go back into session, right? So you have to kind of, it's kind of like planning your editorial calendar. You have to be a couple steps ahead. Um, so if you want to get a jump start on things now, um, you can start reaching out to professors at the school and start making those introductions. So now would be a great time to get started. Is there a spot like you're within your business where you feel like people are ready to hire interns? Because I think that's one of the questions I get asked often about hiring a virtual assistant. They kind of, the people are, am I ready? Am I not ready? What do you need to do in order to be able to hire to hire an intern. Okay, so one of the first steps in hiring an intern is to understand that and, and to know that, yes, you can use interns in your business and to figure out how you can use them. So whether you're a big blogger or a small blogger or influencer, you have experience that you can share, right? The whole premise behind internships is providing the student with a real-world learning environment. So whether you're big or small, full or part-time, you have valuable experience experience to share. And that's one of the most common questions I get asked too, you know, like, am I at the right stage where I can use them? Or I don't feel like I'm big enough to use an intern. You are, if you, you just are. (laughs) But the next thing you need to understand is what your time is worth. And until you understand that, you'll most likely be spending most of your time working in your business instead of on your business. So, you know, as the CEO of your business, your chief everything officer, you know, your time is too valuable to be focusing on those $10 tasks in your business. And by $10 tasks, I mean those day-to-day things that we all do that could easily be outsourced. And they're not effectively utilizing your, I think it's a term you use, your zone of genius, right? You're not effectively using that by doing these $10 tasks. Instead, your time should be spent focusing on the $100 or the $1,000 tasks. And these are the projects that are going to grow and scale your business really and take it to the next level. So I always tell people to think about those $10 tasks in your business. What can easily be outsourced? And regardless if you're a big 
big influencer, small influencer, business owner, whatever, there's always things that can be outsourced, right? Start with the tasks that you do not like to do. We all have them. For me, it's Facebook. (laughs) I do not like to create Facebook content. Um, The next thing to think about are those tasks that are time sucks. Uh, Instagram, right? That's virtually impossible to get on there and try to post something and not get stuck scrolling. So this is not using my zone of genius. So it needs to be outsourced. So just these two tasks alone, right? Facebook and Instagram are perfect to outsource. You see, you can go through your business and see what other $10 tasks you have that you can outsource. And I do this at least twice a year. I brainstorm out a list of everything I'm working on and I see where I can outsource and make better use of my time. Um, Now you can outsource these projects to VA, like you had said, and pay anywhere from 15 to $20 an hour, or you could hire an intern to do the exact same work and save yourself the VA fees. And the savings can be huge depending on the amount of work that you're outsourcing. So one of the biggest pushbacks I hear when it comes to hiring anyone is they don't do it right. They don't, they drop the ball. They don't follow through. I spend more time teaching something than I do of them actually getting the tasks done. What do you teach? Now you have a course, which I am a student of, absolutely love it. And of course I know this answer, but I want to ask it so that you answer. (laughs) What do you teach inside there to make sure that this isn't an issue that you run into when you hire an intern? So in my course, um, I show you the exact systems that I use. I One thing I probably should have said in my introduction is that I'm a very systematic person. I thrive on systems. I have processes for everything. I have spreadsheets for everything. They just, those kinds of situations make me happy and calm. Um, so when it, it comes to using interns, I'm the exact same way. I have processes for everything. And I think that that is one of the keys. Um, And I teach you that and I show you my exact system, my exact system for recruiting interns, my exact system for hiring them, for training them, for managing them, and to make sure that the time that you're getting back for the work that they're doing, you're not wasting it dealing with all the minutiae in working with interns. So it's all about planning and being organized. And I show you everything. I give you all of the tools, all of the emails, documents, templates, checklists, everything. So you could run your program. It's like an out-of-the-box program. And see, and that's what I think a lot of people kind of get nervous about is like, I'm going to hand this off, but I don't have system in place, right? Like I don't understand how to do that. Right. Especially if you're not a system oriented person and I will raise my hand and say, that's just not me. I've had to really work on that within my business to make sure that there are systems in place so that we could grow a team and make it run smoothly. Um, and I love the fact that you actually teach that and show that as a part of this. Yeah, it's it's super important. I mean, just I've built my systems to the place where I can replicate them semester after semester. So, you know, when this fall rolled around, it was very easy for me to recruit and onboard new interns and get them started right away working with tasks. I didn't have to, you know, take weeks getting them trained and, you know, communicating and everything. I have that down now where I can just roll it out. I have my emails done, everything. It's, it's kind of like 
a little funnel set up for for my interns, right? They're just working through the funnel of projects and things that I have them work on. And it's it's pretty seamless. But I've been doing this for a long time. And it took me a while to get to this point. But once I did, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to just, you know, put this system on autopilot and figure out a way. There's always a way to work smarter and not harder. Yes. And I love that about this for sure. So now that we've gotten past that speed bump, because I do feel like that was probably a pushback that a lot of people are listening going, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, I don't want to hire. I don't want to have someone (laughs) cooking my business. I don't want to hand anything off. Um, Let's talk about how do I go about finding interns? Because that just sounds so overwhelming to me prior to taking your course, of course. So where do I start? So this is actually really a lot easier than you may think, especially if you're an online entrepreneur and you can offer remote internships. That's, I found during this whole COVID situation, that is the key. So most of my interns are remote interns. And this past summer, while we were all quarantined, I sent out my summer intern job description. And within a few hours of sharing the description, I had over 70 applicants. I've Never had that many applicants before, ever. But you see, most of the bigger companies that were offering normal, not normal, that the bigger companies that offer internships that students go after, they stopped offering their internships because these companies had to figure out what to do with the regular employees, right? They didn't have time to, or the resources to deal with figuring out what to do with interns also. So their loss was my gain because these students still needed internships for graduation, And I just so happened to have a very nice remote opportunity for them. So it was really a win-win situation. So to get started, the first thing I would recommend is researching the schools in your area. Look at all the colleges and universities in your region. And if you can offer a remote internship, you can even expand your search and go beyond just your local area because these students are working remotely. They don't have to, you know, check into the office per se. So when researching, you want to see what majors the schools offer that you can work with. So in my case, it would be like marketing, communications, public relations, journalism, graphic design. Um, I even do some in-person internships, although with COVID, it's a little more difficult, but I do video production. Um, So I look at all the different majors that the schools offer and see if I can find some areas that would help me in my business. And then I look to see when the school's semesters start and end. So I know when to start promoting and recruiting interns from that school. The next thing I look at is I look to see who the professors are in these majors that I want to reach out to. And I grab all of their contact information. The last thing I look for is the school's career development office or something like that. They all have something, uh, you know, a a department like that where they're helping the students with their career planning, even though it might go by a slightly different name. Now, before you start reaching out to these schools and professors, though, you need to put together a job description. Description. And I don't remember ever working for anybody in my previous life that didn't start with a job description, right? We all need to know what we're going to be doing. And in my experience, this is partly an HR thing and partly a marketing thing, right? Because it's explaining what the intern will do, which is the HR part of it. 
but you also need to sell your internship opportunity. So what sets you apart from other opportunities that the students may be um, looking at or applying to? So I say my job, job description is one of the best tools in my intern program. And a well-crafted job description makes recruiting a cinch. Now, in addition to your local schools, you can obviously use social media to recruit like Facebook and LinkedIn. They're great for this. And once you have that job description, it's super easy to do it. Okay, perfect. Yes. Um, now, I know some people are thinking this because I know when we were talking about this inside the membership site, this question came up is how can I hire an intern for free? What does that <laughs> This is this is one of the questions I'm asked all the time. I'm always asked if I pay my interns. And I'm going to be completely honest. I have only used unpaid college interns. Um, so in my course, I focus on that. I show you how I recruit, use, and hire unpaid college interns. And I've worked probably with well over 100 interns over the years. And um, most of the students that I'm working with are getting college credit for their internship. So many schools require an internship as part of the student's graduation requirements. And I make it very clear from the start that my internships are paid and I've honestly never had any pushback on that. See, I provide a nice educational experience so they're getting the experience and the knowledge and the ability to build up their portfolio for their resumes in a way that sets them apart from their peers because I'm giving them more hands-on than they may get at a traditional internship. Plus, I do write a killer recommendation letter at the end. So, that's always a win-win, right? Yes. So, when it comes to working with free interns. There's a couple things to keep in mind. So according to the U.S. Department of Labor, it's perfectly legal to use interns in your business as long as you follow the guidelines set in their Fair Labor, Stan Fair Labor Standards Act. That one always trips me up. I can never like roll it out. Um, and the key to this FLSA is to ensure that you're providing an educational experience for them, right? You can't just use them for free labor or to replace paid employees. So you might be thinking, right, what can I teach an intern and, you know, to make it an educational experience? And the simple answer is you probably have a lot to teach them. So if you're an online influencer or an entrepreneur, there's probably so many components of your business that a student can learn about, whether it's marketing and communication, social media management, graphic design, data tracking and analysis, content creation. I could go on and on and on, but I have carefully planned my intern program to provide that solid learning component. And that's so, so important. Um, now, we talked. I talked a little bit about the federal component, but I also recommend checking with your state, state and local governments just to ensure that you're in compliance with them as well, because each state or area could be slightly different. So you want to make sure, check into those guidelines. You can Google them. Most of, like I've Googled a lot of different states and it's very easy to find the information. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, I remember when I did my undergrad work and my grad work, we had to do some sort of an internship, some sort of in-person and something like this. I mean, you're getting that real world experience. It's not the like, oh, here's Pinterest and this is the way it's supposed to work, like inside of a classroom. When you actually get out there and see the algorithm changes and you're teaching them how to go about creating that image or yep. knowing when to pin it or all of that that goes into it, it's just... Mm -hmm. So helpful for them, for sure. Right. And just understanding, you know, how the workflow works, you know, how Pinterest is part of an overall strategy 
And it's not just going out and randomly pinning things. Like there's a strategy to it. And, you know, like I found, like I always solicit feedback from my interns at the end of the internship. And I, I want to hear what they think about the program, maybe what I could improve or what they liked, et cetera. So they all appreciate the opportunity to you know, really be involved and really be part of the process and not just um, watching it or reading about it. They're actively involved. And in some cases, you know, if they've taken over my Facebook group or something like that, they can put that on their resume and show it as proof to for our potential employers. So it really kind of gives them a little bit more. Absolutely. It's a win-win. It really, truly is. So what is your best piece of advice when it comes to hiring interns? Okay. So one of the best pieces of advice I can give is that before you even think about hiring your first intern, you should really have your entire program planned out. So when I first started using interns when I was working full-time, and I will be the first to admit, I had no idea what I was doing, totally making it up on the fly as I was going along. And I spent countless hours trying to find quality students. And that was really just the start of it because I still had to train them and manage them. So on top of the work that I was doing in my job, I was constantly handholding my interns. I had this huge white dry erase board in my office and, you know, every day I'd put what they'd be working on. And I spent more time at that stinking dry erase board than I did doing my actual work um, because they had to assign them new tasks each day, answer questions, fill out paperwork. It was stressful. So, and I was supposed to be using interns to free up my time, right? Not bog me down even more. So I put my thinking cap on and tapped into my operations management background, you know, where I thrive in systems and spreadsheets and stuff. And I streamlined my system and I created inefficient, um, replicable strategies that I could implement semester after semester. And uh, some of the business owners that I've talked through over the years have really tried working with interns, but only to give up because it took too much time to recruit them, hire them, train them, and manage them. And I kept hearing the same issues. They loved the idea of extra help, but they gave up because it was just too much work to manage interns as part of their team. And it can be true, and I'm not just talking with interns, but even with the VA, if you don't do it right and plan it outright, it's just too much work to manage a team. So without a well-defined step-by-step strategy, most owners get completely bogged down in that process and they become overwhelmed every, and to do it every semester is really overwhelming. And then not to mention the ongoing support that, you know, an intern or even a VA would need to successfully complete a task. Now, as busy business owners, you know, you have clients to impress. You have maybe even a day job on the side, right? You can't afford to waste your precious time. And even though you could desperately use the extra help, the moment you get buried in management, it's almost impossible to recover. And that is exactly why planning is so important. And I really can't stress this enough. You have to plan out your interview and hiring process. Plan out what your interns are going to work on. Plan out how you're going to train them and how you're going to manage them. So my program is planned out in a way, and I said this before, how I can easily replicate it every single semester. I have templates. I have checklists. I have processes in place for every single step because the last thing you want to do is spend all of your newfound time managing your interns. You know, and as they say, failing to plan is planning to fail. So you really want to think through the details. All right. So 
I am really excited listening to this, right? As someone in the audience that's thinking, okay, yes, the intern sounds so good, but now, ooh, that kind of scares me. How do I go through creating all of this? You have a guide that can help us get started. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Of course. Um, I was constantly asked by other influencers how they can start using interns. So I took all of my top tips and created a free guide on how to use interns to skyrocket your productivity. And this guide was designed to help you understand what goes into a successful intern program and provide you with a framework for setting up your own program. So I walk through the different tips and then I also provide you with some worksheets to help you start mapping this out and planning out how you can implement your own program. You can grab a copy by going to christina-hitchcock.com forward slash intern dash free dash guide. And you can grab a copy of this free guide. Um, I think there's going to be a link in the show notes as well. Um, so you can grab it there. But this guide is really your first step. And you can start to get an idea on what you need to do and get your thoughts organized so you can build from there. Absolutely. I love it. So we're going to make sure that that is linked in the show notes for you to be able to grab that guide. Um, And you obviously also have your course, which we will make sure to link to in the show notes as well, because it is the full step-by-step process that goes along with it. Uh, Christina, where else can people get in contact and connect with you if they have any questions or anything like that? Of course, you can find me on all of the social channels at Ask Christina H, or you can email me at ask at Christina-Hitchcock.com um, or find me on my website, my, my blog, my food blog. It is a keeper, whichever I can be reached. And there's so many different ways. Absolutely. Too many. <laughs> Yes, isn't there always? <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for taking Good. the time to speak with me and my audience. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity, Jenny. It was a blast today. Of course. All right. Well, there you have it. Clearly, Christina knows what she is doing. 70 applicants in a couple of hours. And then she was able to take the best of the best and use them to be able to scale and grow her business. This is something that you can all put into practice no matter where you are in your business. So I want you to make sure that you hop over to the show notes, grab the free guide that she is offering. And if you're ready to take the leap now, grab her course. I'm telling you as a student of it myself, it is so valuable and so worth it. I appreciate you as always for listening in. If you want to put up a screenshot on your Instagram stories, tag me at Jenny underscore Melrose. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway is from this episode, as well as if you haven't already left me a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app, I would so appreciate it. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then.